because, you know, I don't know, I was an English major and we all know growing up in high school, it was all about how can I stuff as many words into this, right? Yeah. you know, 500 word essay. And now it's trying to cut back on that. It's like relearning. How to and, we can, it. and we can all blame X or Twitter or Twitter X. <laughs> I'm going to start calling it Twix. We can blame Twix. There you go. But then I want to have one of the candy bars. thing on welcome to the cultivating ministry podcast strategies resources and conversations equipping leaders to create healthy ministry environments wow that was a impressive uh, read go me uh, we're glad you have joined us for what we hope is a one error filled podcast but with us you probably would be more than just one error um but we are excited to have error. error 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 um but we are, by by all means, glad you were taking the time to listen to this podcast. We hope you'll find it helpful. This week on the pod, we're going to talk about communication, um, uh, which I will admit is one of the banes of my existence, to be quite honest. So this may actually help me more than it helps you as a listener, and I'm okay with that. That's good. So um, ladies, why don't you tell me, I'm here with Laura and Kay. Uh, why don't you folks, why don't you each tell everybody who you are, kind of a little bit about yourself, and then share with us one like communication um, snafu you have had <laughs> over your years of ministry because you know there's 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 these great um I've seen them before I should have pulled some up before this but uh, these things of like uh, <laughs> really bad bulletin errors yeah. that oh that, my gosh you know and they're really funny you know about the, uh, my favorite one was the Weight Watchers group is meeting in the basement please use the double doors at the back <laughs> you know so that kind yeah. of stuff it's like you know, yeah. you know that kind of stuff uh, anyway. Uh-huh. So tell us a, a kind of a communication snafu you've had over your years as you introduce yourselves today to our folks listening. I'm Laura McLean um, from East Tennessee, Knoxville. Go Vols, since it's now oh, football boy. season. Yes, it is. I'm more excited. I should have I should have had Rocky Top queued up to and ready oh. to play. But I am so excited. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, by the time it's you good. hear this, we'll already have had one week, but. We're recording right. on the night that it all gets started on Thursday. Yeah, I can't wait. Woohoo! That's good stuff. Um, so um, this was not necessarily in a ministry setting, but have you all ever accidentally sent? I mean, I'm embarrassed just thinking about it. Like <laughs> you all tell. can see me, I'm blushing. <laughs> you're, you're having, a, you're like, you're, it's almost the point where you're thinking, should I even share this at all? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now you're in, so you've got to share. Yep, here it is. So have you ever sent the text message to the person you were referencing in the text message? Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, not that bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. So I meant to send it to two friends talking about this other person. And I sent it to <laughs> one friend and this other person. Oh, no. Wah, so bad. Wah, wah. Thankfully, this other person, I was able to cover it up, I think, um, have, so have you talked to this person since and it yes, doesn't seem I awkward? Have to I have. In fact, this person, even post that, referred to me as a peacemaker. A peacemaker? Because <laughs> <laughs> you made peace with him or her. With, you know, within our group. And oh, so that's fantastic. That's pretty terrible. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Good times. So wow. there's my Safu. Always fantastic. quadruple check who you're That's, sending that to. Yes. Always. Yes. I I am notorious for I have my my friend group that we have a text for, but they make fun of me because I <laughs> am constantly sending I have typo issues. I don't proofread, I type them. And then the other thing too is you I get went what from, you get. Right. And I went from an Android to a an iPhone at one point. And so thank you, God. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. And yeah. The, the Android, the way it the autocorrect worked differently. Like in an Android, it would show you like when you're typing, what it showed you was the corrected version or the wrong, whatever. And it automatically corrected iPhone does the opposite. And so I, I mean, I, I guess I can't use that excuse much longer because I've had the iPhone for a year now, but that's what I'm going with. I'm sticking to it. Kay, how about you? Uh, yeah, so I have two quick examples, but I did pull up bulletin blunders, which I'll read one of those too. So um, one time, I forget even what I was typing, but I called my best friend a hoe. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. Unintentionally. And, we, Unintentionally. and we're not talking about the garden tool. <laughs> no. Um, and then one time, one of my male, um, uh, youth leaders, I texted him, Hey, how, how about picking up some wine on your way? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's like, Oh, I think you got the wrong. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I I do. Yeah. Uh, I sure hope you're sending this to the wrong mic. That's so funny. I said, well, I'm glad that's all I typed, right? Right. Um, Yes. It could have been worse. Uh Uh-huh. Again, Uh, quadruple check. Yes. Yes. So here's a funny blunder. Um, The ladies' Bible study will be held Thursday morning at 10. All ladies are invited to lunch in the fellowship hall after the BS is done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm saying those things are really, that's the ones I'm talking about. Those are really, really funny. Yeah. So mine, so mine is it actually isn't, it doesn't have to do the text message, believe it or not, which is odd because I guess maybe I do so many of those. It doesn't, it doesn't phase <laughs> me anymore. Um, so, and I don't think I've told this story on this podcast before, but maybe I have. And if I did, oh, well, we're, we're, this is episode 50. So bear with it. Um, But we were going on a mission trip and we were, we, I got the t-shirts printed up and all that. And, um, we're sitting, so our mission trip, we would leave after we would leave like at 11 o'clock in the morning to drive to the coast of South Carolina. It's a four hour trip. And so we'd go to the early service and they would do a little commissioning for us. The pastor does a little, you know, litany and all this. And so we all sat together on the front row and we wear our, our event t-shirts. And so this year they were white with blue writing and Michelle and I are sitting there on the front of the front row on the end, you know, and just having a great time. And I look, and all of a sudden, I look, and like there's four or five of my kids on the end of the road. They're all in their Bible. Their Bibles are open, and they're flipping through pages and pointing and writing and making and writing notes to one another. I'm like, oh my! I even said to Michelle, I said, oh my gosh, what's going on down there? You know, these kids are into the Word. Well, we're sitting there. About five minutes later, I get a note passed to me, and I open the note up on the offering envelope, and it says, "There is no Matthew 45, you idiot." So the verse, the theme verse for the week was supposed was Matthew 25, 20, which is the, if you've done it to the least of these, my brothers, you've done it unto me. Oh no. Well, I, I sent the t-shirt to the t-shirt guy and put Matthew 45, 20. And so somebody had recognized there 
And I had no idea. So they're like, there is no Matthew 45, you idiot. And I'm like, so much for that. My kids are in the word, really looking after, seeking, you know, they're getting ready for the trip. They're really looking to, to chase after God this week and be in the word. Nope. They were just trying to prove that I was an idiot. And yep. they did. And they did. Hey, at least it was just a mission trip and not like a, you know, big event with. Yeah, you know, I, I need to go look. I've got a, I, I don't know that it's, I don't think it's on there. Um, but I, I've got a blanket that uh, that Michelle had made of all the t-shirts when I was at mm-hmm. Trinity for all those years, all the retreat shirts. I don't think that one's on there. I should have had to put that on there just for posterity's sake, you know, just to always have it. And, you know, it's a good thing that it wasn't like a totally inappropriate oh, scripture. Yeah, like Jesus too. Well, you know, like, right, yeah. Like it's better that it was I will smite thee or something, yeah. you know, right. <laughs> some Old Testament exactly. thing. Where, yeah, yeah Song of yeah. Solomon or something. It could have been worse, yeah. I guess. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll take solace in that. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> Anytime. So we're going to talk about, about communication. What in, in y'all's mind, what's, what are the, what is the challenge? I mean, what are the major challenges you see about communication in, in the world we live in? Then we're going to talk about an article that I found that, that offers some tips about communication. We'll talk about those pointers. But what are, what are the challenges that are now present? I think the over-communication yep. because people don't answer anything. You know, mm-hmm. it could be an email. No one checks their email. No, you know, you text. You can't do group text because if it's a group text, people ignore that. I, I don't know. I You almost have to use every mode of communication you know, between social media to texting to emails to even snail mail at times. Yeah. And you still don't hear from people. It's just unbelievable, honestly. Yeah. No, it's yeah. That was exactly what I was going to say, that there's just like, there's so many ways to communicate yep. that then that means there's no ways to communicate almost, which, you know. Which, yeah. is re- which is really ironic because, you know, they, yeah. they say we live in the information age. So you think that with the information age, it would be easy to get information to people. But I think you're spot on as well. And, and, and I think that's there's so many means to communicate now. I, I've, I've often said with 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 churches and, and district committees and those kind of things that I work with on a regular basis when it comes to communication. It used to be in the church. If you had a telephone and a, and, and a, and a good newsletter or bulletin, you know, you communicated well. That is all you needed. Well, then. Mm-hmm. Then you enter the w- websites. So then you get there's another, there's, there's, you know, you still have phone, you still have written communication through newsletters and bulletins, although the newsletters may be, you know, on email now. So then you enter websites, then you enter email, then you enter text messages, and then you enter social media. And that's counting social media as one, not considering Facebook yeah. and Instagram yeah. and Snapchat yeah. and TikTok and Twitter or X or whatever it wants to be called. I'm going to start calling it Twitter X. Just because I don't, yeah. you know, or 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 MySpace, even I'm just I'm kidding. That was a joke. Um, you never know. <laughs> but there's all these platforms, and so it is. It has become, and, and I think it's twofold. I think it is. Yes, part of it is that there are so many platforms in which you need to communicate well, in on or through. I don't know what the right word is there, um, but it's also because there are so many. Um, there is so much information and, and there are so many communications that people are having to um, digest that mm-hmm. it gets it gets convoluted and, and, and so crowded that it's difficult for them to see those things or see all those things. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
I have often told folks that that for me, there's one of two ways to do it really well. Is one, as Kay mentioned, you've got to communicate on every platform, which becomes very time consuming. Um, or B, you've got to be very clear with everyone that these are the places you find information yeah. and be sure to look mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, I think this speaks to another thing too, this idea that it takes so much time. You know, I think it's one of the reasons I think that churches that are really healthy right now and doing effective ministry, often they're hiring communications mm-hmm. directors. Yep. Right. I mean, Kay, your daughter is in, you know, that's her, that's her major in school now. And so there's this whole yeah. new career field now of, of, of digital communications. I don't know exactly what her major is, something along those lines. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. So, and it becomes a yeah, big, and I think they're concise to, did you say clear? Mm-hmm. Did you use the word clear? I was thinking concise. So, um, you know, if you let's, let's say you put something out on the website or, um, you have an announcement somewhere, or you send an email even, I think you almost have to send with a text to say, Hey, and you know, I yeah. sent an email out today, check yeah. my email or, you know, I don't know. Like there's a process that has to happen. I don't know to get your yep. message. across. Yep. Well, and so here's the good news. We don't have to have all the answers. We have folks that are <laughs> smarter than us and, and work in these areas. Morse. Yeah. 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 For real. <laughs> If there people, if there was no one smarter than us in the world, this world would be a, a deep, oh, we'd be in trouble, demented place. Um. Anyway, uh, trying to find the guy's name. His guy's name is David Carroll. He is actually was at one point, my understanding is he was a United Methodist pastor. Now does some consultant and coaching stuff with Ministry Architects. A great, I'll just plug them. I don't yeah. care. Friends of ours, that some, we have some friends that uh, administer architects that um, do great work as far as helping folks figure out how to be effective in ministry as well. So he wrote an article recently, a, a blog about communication, and uh, I will try to link it I, I don't, I, 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 if I can. Um, I had to submit my email to get the free resource, but anyway, <laughs> but it's it's. It talks about how, about some of the things we very the very things we talked about that is very difficult. And so he offers three ideas to get started. And the first thing he says is ask people their preference. You know, and I think that's what you know, we kind of touched on. That was um, that that we often think that sometimes it's overwhelming to think we have to communicate everywhere. I don't say sometimes; it almost always is. You know. But if you can identify the people you're trying to, it's kind of the idea of knowing your audience when you're preparing a speech or a sermon. If you know your audience and you know how to most uh, effectively connect with them. So part of that is knowing, you know, where ask people, what is your preference? So I think that's a, a pretty good advice. It's kind of a first step. Any thoughts there? Yeah. I mean, I, that's a no brainer, I think. Yeah. <laughs> It is, but then I, what happens if you have 25 families and you have, you know, and they all have different preferences? What do you do? You got to go with the one that's got the most. You resign. Just tell them. Yeah. Resign. <laughs> you say, or the top two or something. Yeah. yeah. No. And I, then, like you said earlier, you you just tell them, this is where we're going to communicate. Well, he, think, he, he said, I think maybe his next two points he has to get started, okay, maybe helpful in that and answering that question. Yeah. And the second one is put those preferences into a plan. He goes on to say a communica- communication plan is essential to sustaining a ministry and helping ensure people know what's going on. Um, and it says crucial to a strong plan is its adaptability. And at, at the end of the uh, of the article, 
he kind of asks the question and spends almost as much time in the article talking about this as he does those three points is, you know, basically the question is what's a communication plan. And, and in general, it's basically just thinking about who are the different audiences that you are communicating with. And then mm-hmm. he says, you look at basically four questions. Who's the audience or who are the stakeholders that you want to communicate with? What, what form of communication are you going to use with them? What type of information will you be sending them? And then how often, what's the time frame that you can communicate? And so he gives an example, and this is would be from a, the standpoint of a, of a youth worker, a youth director, a youth minister, whatever words you want to use. <laughs> but he, he lists like four different groups. You have parents, you have, uh, well, actually he has parents twice, youth and volunteer leaders. And so parents, the reason he has two on parents is that he does a weekly email. So he he communicates by email weekly and the information he sends is updates, schedule and resources every week. Mm-hmm. But then three times a year, he does a take home flyer or letter to parents that has events dates for four months at a time. So there's 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 that's that plan that every quarter you're going to get this and every mm-hmm. week you're going to get this um, as far as youth. He, he in his communication plan, he has this here. The communication form is Instagram and he's going to um, the information type is he's putting out reminders and he does that three to four times a week. And then volunteer leaders in a group text and he sends them assignments and that's weekly. So, again, you've got to make that your own. But think about mm-hmm. are there other people beyond just volunteers or, or yeah volunteers and parents and youth that you communicate with and, and making it real simple? You know, so I thought that was pretty that actually I thought was pretty helpful. Because I think I've heard that word before of a communication plan, but I didn't know what it was. That made broke it down pretty good. Yeah, I think that. Go ahead. No, go. Well, I I was going to say, I think that's really helpful um, that it's really practical so that then because it can be so overwhelming and you're like, well, nobody's replying. Like we're talking about nobody's replying to anything. Nobody knows about anything. (laughs) And once you have a plan in place and then you can. communicate that plan yep. um you know i think that makes a big difference yeah and I'll, before k you said you can say he actually says that um um that you have to that part of it is uh yeah he says here's a helpful trick learn from experience don't just communicate the information communicate the communication plan with everyone related to the ministry which gets to what we talked about earlier that's how you let them know this is where you need it this is how you can get information from me this is where you need to look. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and see yeah. what you're going to share earlier. Well, I think um, having, so what is not said, which is probably obvious, but then you would have um, a set day for each of those, I think. So yeah, I think parents, so too. Every sure. Thursday, you're yep. going to get an email from me about what's happening this weekend. And you tell, you know, students, hey, I'll text you on Wednesday to remind you, whatever. Um it also helps you and your calendaring or to-do list if just every day you're going to have communication to do, but it's just going to be different each day. You know, I think mm-hmm. it, it breaks it down. Um, yeah, I really like it. It's a great um, little uh, graph for you. you know? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's cool. If, if you get a chance to download it, like I said, I'll have a link, then you, you'll see it visually. Um um, but yeah, it's pretty good. So I think that, that's, <clears throat> excuse me. So that was the second thing is uh, to ask people their preference, put those preferences into a plan. And the third thing he says is don't put everything everywhere, which I thought was interesting. We talked about how that's things, you know, 
But he said he quotes this as studies are showing that the average attention span for most adults, most adults is under 10 seconds. So before you go about writing another long weekly email or detail filled caption for your social media mm-hmm. post, consider consider focusing on just the important information. Um, and I, so my communications right in the conference, when I, a lot of times I'll be sending out um, emails, that kind of stuff, I'll send it to him to look. And, and inevitably, he's like, he cuts it, he takes it. I give him, I say, look, you take it. He was a former newspaper editor. And so I'm like, you take it and do what you need to do to make it right. And mm-hmm. inevitably, it's always shorter than what I sent him. <laughs> And, and, you know, and go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say in my new position, I one of the things that I do is a monthly e-news and it is so hard because t- in total, you're supposed to have like less than 250 words, I think. Wow. Um, and so honestly, it's just short little blurbs that then just connect back to the website. And it is so hard because, you know, I don't know, I was an English major and we all know growing up in high school, it was all about how can I stuff as many words into this, right? you know, 500 word essay. And now it's trying to cut back on that. It's like relearning how to write. And we can all blame X or Twitter or Twitter X. (laughs) I'm going to start calling it Twix. We can blame Twix. (laughs) There you go. But then I want to have one of the candy bars. We can all blame Twitter for that because we had to try to condense information in 140 characters and they gave you 280, you know, and so, but, but, but again, I think that speaks to, if you, if you had to go through that, you talk about how hard that is sometimes, Kay, but I think yeah. if, you, if you challenge yourself to do that, if you, whether it's 250 words, 250 words or whatever that number is, it's the right number and challenging yourself to do that, what you'll have to do is it takes more time because you have to really think about how do I say the, the most important thing, but also how do I, in 250 words, make it appealing and engaging enough that they're going to want to click to go get oh, the but, story? Um, I have a I have a trick that my daughter has taught me. Sweet. You write it. your article. Yep. You write your article, then you throw it into chat GBT and say, condense this article to 100 words. And huh. bam. Chat GBT is that one of those um, AI AI <laughs> AI you got to you got to get on board with it. Clearly, I am get on board out of the loop. <laughs> so there's my trick. There's well, my that's very interesting. See, that was worth listening to this podcast right there. Now, yep. if you're one of those AI conspiracy people, send your all emails to k at cultivategroup.org. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got an article. I got an article at one point about you know, <laughs> so funny. People will take anything, and it's, you know, it's just the next sign of the end times. You know, that AI is taking over the world, <laughs> and it was something about um, there was a church in overseas, like I want to say in France, maybe that they had an a, basically they had a uh, worship service that did an AI sermon. <laughs> that it was a basically a, a, a computer generated sermon. It was I was like, well, that's weird. That's cool. Well, it's I, not smart enough yet, as Anna will tell you. It's not smart enough yet, because um, you have to tell it all the parameters. It's not. It sure. won't like it wouldn't just generate. Oh, here, write a sermon on Matthew forty five twenty. If they it, can do it, that, it, they are. Yeah. If, if AI can do that, they are going to take over the world. That's right. Um. You would have to give it more than just yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Man, plagiarism. Anyway. But I guess maybe it's not plagiarism. You know, like thinking about like college, how to profess. Anyway, yeah, I don't have to deal with yeah. it. But man, that's crazy. But I think, you know, and I think too. It's, you will. 
as your yeah. kids get older, you will. Yeah, that's true. I, I do think that, you know, <clears throat> it is, what was I going to say? Oh, this idea of, of it, it becomes a whole lot easier to do that work of not putting everything everywhere mm-hmm. in the digital age, because yeah. the reality is nobody's going to read a four page Instagram post. No. Right. right. We, we all know those people that when they try to give a description below their below their post, it's like you get about halfway through, like, okay, next, you know, scroll to the next the next picture. Um yeah. so th- but but you have to do something that's engaging. Um, but then you do need to have the full information somewhere because you want to create enough interest that they're gonna want to click to get more information. And it needs to be really easy to find that that place where the full information is. Right. Um so another tip, if you're on Instagram, you need a link tree. If you don't know what a link mm-hmm. tree is, you need to do your research. Um, you don't know what a but, link tree is. You can find it at our link tree. I'm just yeah. <laughs> yeah, go to our link tree and go to our bio. Yeah. Um, but uh, also communicating out what those, per- that's what I like about his little um, diagram that he has, because if you just make each, um, type of communication have its own purpose so emails are for this instagram is for this website is for this mm-hmm. and if you communicate that to the people who you are communicating to i think it makes it clearer yeah. to them and this just hit me too is another thing to think about too is i think when you do if you do the same thing on all platforms it's easier to zone out on it so like yeah. if you if yeah. if you if yeah. you see the same thing on Instagram and and I'm guilty of this with some of our stuff um at, in South Carolina is I'll put the same post for Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and I'm like I probably shouldn't do that because it's easier just oh, I've seen that been there done that I, right. I got the email I need to look at that or, or whatever or I read mm-hmm. it on the Instagram I wasn't really interested I'm sure as heck not going to read the three page email about it you know <laughs> so that's yeah that's good I do want to mention this one thing the last thing he says and 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 in the and we always talk about this or the cultivate group is that communication is, is not separate from the mission. And mm-hmm. so always being clear and, and always be thinking about how it's what we're communicating. How is it communicating? Not just the event, but how can we also communicate our mission um, mm-hmm. of, of sharing Jesus with, with, with folks. I think that's critically important and a, and a great um, piece of advice as well. Any thoughts about that? That's one of the things we kind of, I think we always talk about getting back to the mission and vision. Yeah, no, I think it's. You guys got nothing. Well, you said it well, and I think. Well, I didn't say you know, it. It's just, David did. You read really. it well. I read it you well. You read it well. I'm, I'm a fan. If y'all would just write me a script for all of these. Of course, you know, it's funny. Now I think about that at the very beginning. I, I, I finally got into where I feel confident doing our opening little thing description of what the <laughs> podcast is without a script. And then today I butchered it without the script. So. <laughs> David Carroll is his name. Um, yeah, so there you go. So hopefully that's helpful for you. Maybe you found a tidbit there. If not, I hope if you'll take a take an opportunity to look at um, at the uh, the link that we're going to put in this podcast to, to take a look at the article. May I give you some helpful tips as you're getting back into when that point now everybody's getting back into school or or you know and, and that means new starts not just in youth ministry or children's ministry, but in even in regular ministry as well. Um, so yeah, take a look at that. Uh, let's see. That's fine. Random fact of the week. You guys ready? Ready. 
All Bring right. It. <laughs> Here we go. Are you this ready? May be, this may be something you know. I am. A janitor invented the flaming hot Cheetos. Nope. Didn't know it. Yep. Actually, there's a movie on Amazon. You should go watch it. Maybe not. Um, one of the janitors working at the Frito-Lay Cup plant in Southern California pitched the idea of adding chili powder to the regular product. Top brass liked the idea, and so did many consumers. This leads the janitor to a generous promotion and where he is now, where he is now as an executive for PepsiCo. It's, oh. yeah. There's, it's actually really crazy. So you never know what your idea might do. I'm going to try to find the, um, any thoughts y'all got about that? Any kind of random weird things about that? Who is, oh, well, I was no. going to say, I mean, hope he got promoted. Yeah. yeah. And maybe I will watch that after all. Um, yeah, I'm going to find the name of the movie. Um, yeah, uh, y'all talk. This is not not good podcasting when I'm sitting here. We're all in dead (laughs) silence listening to me type. It's called Flaming Hot. That's what it's called. Well, that's appropriate. I I said it was on Amazon. I lied. It's actually on Hulu. And um, it's about Richard Montanez. He was a son of a Mexican immigrant. He was a janitor and uh, at Frito-Lay or Cheetos or at Frito-Lay, I guess. And he had this idea, and it's a fantastic, it's a great little movie. We 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 watched with the girls one night. It was great. So you have watched it, okay? Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Well done. I mean, listen, I'm no movie critic. I'm no Siskel or Ebert. (laughs) You know, I don't know who else who else critiques movies. Siskel and Ebert's old. Most folks listen to this podcast. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten. Do you know who Siskel and Ebert are, Laura? Yeah. Okay. Phew. Good. I was gonna feel like I was way out of touch because you're like, no, yeah, you're the young one here. You're the young (laughs) one. So, yeah, I got you. Yeah, go there. check it out. Be some of the fun. But yep, janitor invented. So you never know what idea you communicate yeah. that might catch on. So go That's communicate right. even crazy ideas because something may latch on. You may have new things that uh, come out, and maybe you even get a promotion. Maybe you become. Hey. I, I don't know what you become in, in youth ministry. I want to say you become the senior pastor. Or if you're a senior pastor, you become the. So That's probably not your goal. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Who knows? Just go watch the movie. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, we hope it's helpful when, as you're, again, thinking about how you communicate and connect with the people who are in your ministry. And if we can do anything for you at Cultivate Group, be sure to reach out to us at our website, cultivategroup.org. That's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, group.org. And we will see you next time on the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to connect with you on social media, so follow Cultivate Group, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at cultivategroup.org. That's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, group.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.